Today on Let the Bible Speak. God in heaven has a message for us on earth, but how is that message delivered? Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. We value your time and we're thankful you're here to study the Word of the Lord and it's my privilege to be your speaker. Speaking of the Word of the Lord, just what is that? Does God speak to us and if so, how does He do so? Does He reveal His mind and will to the individual or has He spoken to us all through another channel? That will be the question before us in our study today. I want to turn our attention to the beginning of the letter to the Hebrews. We'll read now from Hebrews chapter 1 beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by His Son whom He has appointed heir of all things through whom also He made the worlds. The first thing the inspired writer affirms is that God has spoken. The second thing is that God has spoken to us. And number three, He has spoken to us by or through somebody else. We're going to trace the history of how God has spoken to man from the beginning until this present dispensation in our study today. God has spoken after a song from the congregation. Oh, yeah. 
For we who believe the Bible, the fact that God has spoken to humankind is not disputed. From Genesis to Revelation we read some form of the phrase, And God said, or the phrase, Thus saith the Lord, or God spoke, hundreds and hundreds of times. And since man was not only created by God and created for a specific purpose, which includes fellowship with God, it's obvious that God would in some way communicate with man. Man is made in the image of God, which includes the fact that man is an intelligent and a moral being, created with the power to reason and deliberate and make moral choices. Man was also made to rule over the rest of God's creation, and he was created to worship and serve God, thus bringing glory to Him. Well, if we're created by God to be like Him, to know Him, and to serve and to please Him, well, that would necessitate God communicating in some way with us. Here is the question, though. How does God do so? Has God spoken to humans in an intelligent, organized, established, discernible way, or does He simply speak to the individual in some perhaps vague and abstract way, and mysteriously communicate with men and women through things like inner voices and visions and feelings and dreams and hunches and so forth? Are we to believe all the many, and I do mean many, claims that are made today that God is constantly speaking to individuals and that He is individually communicating with people His will, His will particularly to them or for them? Well, in Hebrews chapter 1, the writer summarizes God's communication with mankind from the beginning of time until now, and we want to take a closer look at what this passage says and learn how God has spoken to us. Let's read the passage again, Hebrews chapter 1, beginning of verse 1 says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. Well, first of all, this passage tells us, or I should say it divides history, into two eras of time. He says that God first spoke to the fathers, referring to all of those up until the time that Christ came. And then he says that God has spoken to us, in these last days, meaning the last dispensation from the time of Christ until the end of time, we're in that dispensation and have been for the last 2,000 years, God has spoken to us in a different way. He's done so through His Son. Now, he shows us that God distinctly spoke in these two divisions of time before Christ and then from Christ forward through different representatives or through different channels. So let's begin our study with the first era from the creation to Christ. And we're going to see that God was over time revealing His uh, plan and He was revealing Himself culminating in Christ. Now let's consider that time from the creation until Christ. The Apostle says that in that long period of time God was speaking to the fathers, that is, those who lived in that era, in different ways and at different times, but He was doing so through the prophets. Well, that alone tells us that God did not directly speak to the individual. Rather, God spoke to His people as a whole through certain individuals He calls prophets. Now, these prophets, all selected by God, they didn't set themselves forth as a prophet. God selected them and set them forth as a prophet. They were God's spokespersons. God delivered messages to a larger audience through them. Now, during that era, there were two distinct dispensations. We, we usually refer to them as the patriarchal dispensation and the mosaic dispensation. The patriarchal era was the time from Adam 
until the nation of Israel was formed and given the law. Now, at the time that God began to form Israel as a people, He raised up prophets, first and foremost Moses, to speak to the people. Before that, from Adam to Moses, the patriarchal age, God dealt with mankind on a smaller level. God dealt with mankind on the family level. The father or the patriarch was the primary means of God working through the family to carry out His purposes in the earth. And thus we find in Genesis chapters 1-3, through God directly spoke to Adam. And Adam in turn was responsible to pass God's word to his family beginning with Eve. When Adam's sons became men, we find God speaking directly to Cain in Genesis chapter 4, verses 9-11. through He later spoke directly to Noah, warning him of the flood and giving him directions to build the ark. Noah consequently became a preacher of righteousness, the apostle Peter later tells us. That is, Noah became the channel through which God, in effect, spoke to the world, beginning with his own family. He later spoke to Abraham, and so forth. But with the formation of the nation of Israel, God's economy shifted to a national model, from the family unit to the national unit. God dealt with Israel as a nation, and He spoke to the people as a whole through prophets, beginning with Moses. Now Moses was the great lawgiver, and God made His law for Israel known to the people through Moses. And then in the course of time, Moses died, Joshua took his place, and uh, as the nation's history unfolded, God sent a series of prophets onto the stage throughout time to deliver the Word of God to them. Through the entire Old Covenant or Old Testament system, God was making Himself known to the people through the work of these divinely called and inspired prophets. And He thus revealed Himself to the people through the laws that Moses gave, the ceremonies that He established, the sacrifices revealed, the types or symbols that we find throughout the Old Testament economy, and the forward-looking prophecies that the prophets beginning with Moses were given. As God was speaking through this succession of prophets, He was speaking to the people through those men. Thus the writer of Hebrews says that God spoke in times past unto their fathers by the prophets. So please notice that God did not regularly and randomly speak to the people of either the families of the patriarchal age or the nation of Israel during the Mosaic age, but rather He spoke through a few individuals whom He selected to bear His message to others. And then we should note that God did not speak with great frequency. That may come as a surprise to some. When God gave a revelation, it was not a common everyday occurrence. It was a rather momentous event. In fact, if you look at the thousands of years of human history, God has spoken relatively very little, but what He has said has been profoundly and eternally important to the human race. But He was not speaking to individuals, telling them what to eat for breakfast, or reminding them to put their seatbelt on. But His speaking involved messages of great importance to be delivered to His people or for the benefit of His people through certain appointed prophets, and always with His larger plan and purpose in view. Now not only that, but beginning with Moses, the prophets were endued with the ability to perform miracles, to validate that God was speaking through them. We read of divinely inspired prophets such as Moses, and Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, and so forth, having the power to perform wonders meant to convince the people to whom they spoke that their message was from God, and thus it was to be received as truth and heeded. In fact, throughout the Scripture from the time of Moses to the time of Christ's apostles, 
Miraculous power was used by God as a means of validating the message that He was speaking through those select few prophets. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 bears this out. It says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. Now the miracles that the prophets or inspired men performed served as divine credentials that God had spoken through them. And we need to remember that. I contend today that if a person claims to be a prophet of God or that God has spoken to them, they should be able to prove such a claim just like the prophets of old could and did. Not by pointing to some miracle that somebody else at some other time did. They should be able to perform a miracle and show that God was speaking or is speaking through them. But men don't have that power today. So God spoke in the era from creation until Christ directly to the prophets, a spokesperson, a spokesperson, and thus indirectly to the wider audience, the people. But what about the present era of time? What about from the time of Christ in the first century until now? Well, let's read again. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, that's the Christian dispensation beginning in the first century, God has spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. Now do you notice the larger picture here? In the first era of time, it was a period of preparation. God was preparing the world for the unfurling of His eternal plan to save the world through His Son Jesus Christ. So through the prophets, He delivered messages that were intended to do several things. Uh, they were intended to show man that he was a sinner in need of redemption. Moses gave the Old Testament law because of sin or transgressions, according to Paul in Galatians 3 and verse 19. In other words, the law that God revealed through Moses, it showed that man is unable to keep that law so perfectly that he can stand on his own two feet, justified and righteous before God. We have all fallen short of the law of God. Every Jew had fallen short of the law of God. Every Gentile fallen short of the moral law of the heart. Every man pronounced a sinner in the eyes of God. And the law of Moses was God's way of showing to His people that fact that man was a sinner. The law of Moses condemned man as a sinner because no man ever kept it except for Jesus Christ. Number two, His messages revealed His own holiness and thus His righteous indignation towards sin and towards sinners. His messages pointed forward to His ultimate answer to those problems in the sending and the sacrifice of His own Son, Christ Jesus. And then number four, His messages at that time all facilitated in one way or another the events that had to come to pass in order for His eternal plan to be fulfilled. So God always spoke with the greater plan and purpose in view, and He did so during this preparatory time, time past, as he, the Hebrew writer calls it, leading up to the coming of the Savior. But notice, He says, now in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. Now He's talking about this dispensation of time from the cross of Jesus forward. God has spoken to us by or through His Son, Christ Jesus. Now we pointed out in a recent broadcast that John chapter 1 calls Jesus the Word, the Logos. He is the expression of God and God's will. All revelation before Christ was pointing forward to Christ. But now Christ has come in fulfillment of all of that 
And He has come as the ultimate revelation of God and His plan for mankind. He has come as the final revelation of God and His plan for mankind. Christ is therefore the great prophet of the ages through whom God has spoken and whom we are all to heed. Now, I want us to notice how God has spoken to us through His Son. It's important that we, that we learn that. Notice that in the first era of time, God spoke directly to the few, and then those few spoke to the rest. God, in other words, indirectly spoke to His people through the prophets that He gave those messages to. Now, Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21 that those prophets spoke as they were moved or borne along by the Holy Spirit. So God spoke to the prophets through the Holy Spirit, and the prophets spoke those messages given to the people. God did not speak directly to the people through a literal voice, and neither did He speak to the people directly through the Holy Spirit. Rather, He through the Holy Spirit spoke to the prophets who in turn delivered those messages to the people, and those prophets performed miracles as a sign that God had spoken through them, and their message was to be heeded. Well, friend, God's message in these last days has come down to us in a very similar way. Except that prophet is Jesus. The writer of Hebrews says that yes, God has spoken. That number two, He has done that speaking through His Son. Jesus came speaking the will of God and performed miracles that people might know that He was who He said He was, according to John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31. God has spoken through Him, and we are to recognize this and heed what He has said. And we will answer to God whether we obey the word of Christ, according to John 12 and verse 48. So friend, when we listen to Christ, we're listening to God because He speaks to us through Christ. When we obey Christ, we're obeying God the Father. And it's as simple as that. But now, if God is speaking to us through Christ, that begs the question, how does Christ in heaven speak to us? Well, go back to Hebrews chapter 2, and this time read verses 1 through 4. He says, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. Now that's talking about when God spoke in the Old Testament. He says, How shall we escape if we who live under the new covenant, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, that is Jesus, and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. Who's that? The apostles. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His own will. So notice God has spoken first by His Son, and what Christ has spoken was confirmed to, to us by those who heard Him. That's talking about His chosen apostles. Christ came as the image and expression of God to mankind, and Christ in turn selected a group of men to be divinely appointed spokesmen for Him. Those men were His apostles, His representatives, His ambassadors, and those prophets whom He sent forth after His return to heaven, they speak the word of God to us. And God endowed them with power from the Holy Spirit to work miracles, to attest to the fact that their message was indeed true and from Christ. Now, these apostles were promised the Holy Spirit to guide them and to empower them to speak and to write. Before His death, resurrection, return to glory, Jesus told His apostles, and only His apostles, I might add, if you look at the context in John chapters 14 and John 16, that when He went back to heaven, he would send the Holy Spirit to them in a special sense. The Holy Spirit would be their paraclete. 
he would be uh, alongside the apostles to aid them in their mission. And he says the Holy Spirit would teach them, the apostles, all things and give them, the apostles, a perfect remembrance of the things that they had heard Christ say to them on earth in John 14, 26. He tells them that the Holy Spirit would guide them into all truth, John 16, verse 13, and underscore that word all. He would guide them into all truth. And through Christ's word, which the Holy Spirit would inspire them to speak, the world would be convicted of its sin, taught of righteousness, and warned of judgment, John chapter 16, verse 8. You see, Jesus was saying that He would speak to us through them, the apostles. So God has revealed Himself to us in the person of Christ, who gave His chosen apostles the Holy Spirit and sent them forth with the power of the Holy Spirit. They, through that work, made known the mind, will, and plan of God in this last and final dispensation of time. Now the apostles are called ambassadors for Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20. And friend, that means more than just representing the gospel or rep reflecting the character of Christ to the world. It's referring to an official office that carried authority from the king to speak on the king's behalf. Now not everybody's an ambassador. The apostles were his ambassadors. The apostles were sent forth by the authority of the king to speak on his behalf. They, along with the inspired prophets of the first century church, were the mouthpieces through which God, by the Holy Spirit, spoke to us and to the world for the final time, making known His wonderful plan of the ages to reconcile the world to Himself. God does not speak to the individual and deal with the individual on an independent basis. God has spoken to all through His Son, who delegated His authority and assigned the task of making God's plan known. So you see, according to the writer of Hebrews, God's revelation, it occurred slowly over time until it was finally and completely unfolded in Christ Jesus. And the result is we today have the full and final revelation of God. The Scriptures are sufficient to furnish us unto every good work, according to Paul in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. Jude in verse 3 says, The faith was once for all, or once for all time, delivered to the saints. It's not an ongoing revelation. God has spoken through His Son, and the word of His Son has been given to us through those who heard Him, His apostles. And those apostles wrote those things down by the inspiration of the Spirit in the form of Scripture, which has been providentially preserved for us even today. So friend, when you listen to the Bible, you're listening to the apostles and prophets. And when you listen to them, you're listening to Christ. And when you're listening to Christ, you are listening to God the Father. God has spoken to us through His Word, the Bible. Now the question is, what is our duty to that Word? Hebrews 2 and verse 1, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. We're to heed God's Word. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13, For this reason, Paul said, We also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, that is the apostles, you welcomed it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth, the Word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Friend, if we are to know God, if we are to serve God, if we are to please God, we must listen to God. And God has spoken to every one of us, not directly, but through His Word, the Bible. And may we receive it and obey it and be saved. Let the Lord be
Connect with us on social media. Go to Facebook.com and search for Let the Bible Speak TV. My friend, there's no need to wait for a revelation from heaven because that revelation has already come. God has spoken to you today through His Word. He has an eternal plan for your soul, and it's found within the pages of this book. You can learn of His Son. You can learn of how to be saved and how to have eternal life by opening its pages and reading the story therein. If we can assist you in your spiritual journey, we would be glad to do so. If you would like to obey the gospel by being immersed into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, we'll be happy to put you in touch with somebody who can assist you in that. If you would like to have a copy of our lesson today, a free printed transcript of the sermon, it's yours free of charge or any kind of obligation. Just get in touch with us and ask for the lesson God has spoken. We'll get that on its way as soon as we can. Thank you for joining me today for the program. If God is willing, if time continues and we all live, I hope we can meet back here next time for another Bible study and that you'll plan to do just that. Until then, have a blessed week ahead and we'll see you next time. Let the Bible Speak is brought to you by The Church of Christ. For more information, including our past broadcast and sermon transcripts, visit ltbstv.org. Thanks for being with us today. Join us next time for Let the Bible Speak.